I created Species Nutrition with one mission in mind, to provide bodybuilders and serious athletes with no-nonsense supplements that work. I put my name and reputation on every bottle of Species Nutrition products. If you want to be your absolute best, join the evolution. Chris Aceto and I are back again for another installment live of Heavy Muscle Radio. Chris is in the bunkers down in Maine trying to hide out from the hurricane. Chris, uh, you out of electricity there? Um, at my house, we are. The, the hurricane missed my, my Miami properties and missed your properties. Yeah. But they came up here and, <laughs> and targeted mine. I was going to say, usually I'm the guy ducking the hurricanes. Now, for once, you are. Well, the 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 new the new news is, I guess, that hurricanes are going to be. You know, they a lot of times they miss Florida and they hit like Wilmington, North Carolina. Right. Right. So now, I guess, because of weather changes and pattern changes, and they they are now missing their peak and not hitting Florida, but they're coming uh, up to like good. also Canada and Maine. So I had a I had a yeah. tree uh, a power line that hit my that was connected to my house so we we still don't have power. Oh, that sucks. So all my yeah. pH, Dave, that I don't have. It's all bad now. Oh. I'll just have all the bodybuilders show go to your house and uh, pick it up so they, they doesn't go to bed waste. Now, obviously, we're for those of you who are watching this live now, you're you're you know by now that we're not on YouTube right now. We're actually streaming this live to our Facebook page, which we actually have a very good following on Facebook. So I don't have a problem with that. But uh, for those of you who don't know, I mean, some people, most people watch my message I put up on our RX Muscle Instagram. We did a show uh, on Tuesday, the uh, typical after-hour show with Valentino Romano and you know that that whole crew. And I get, I guess we got talking, in, we got into talking about the um, the jab, you know, that thing that uh, people take to, to combat that virus that's been floating around. You know. or Nancy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was giving my opinion on it. And I think a lot of people are giving their opinion on it, but I was giving the scientific you know, opinion on it. And, and uh, YouTube has enacted a new policy whereby anything that contradicts the World Health Organization, WHO, uh, policy on, on, you know, what works and doesn't work in the medical community, they deem to be misrepresentation and mis, uh, disinformation and they will take action against you, whether they ban you or they give you a strike. We get a strike. So when you get your first strike, I've never, we, I, we've never got a strike before. Amazingly enough, we've never got a strike. We've got demonetized for videos with cursing and something, but we've never had a strike. A strike basically, I guess, for this time, just uh, doesn't enable us to upload any new content for a week, which is a lot because we, we, we upload a ton of content every week. And on carb loading on wet carbs, Dave. <laughs> I don't think there's any established World Health Organization dogma on carving up. So I think you can kind of pretty much say what you want, but you can't talk about their, you know, uh, you know, that thing. You can't talk about that. Not that it doesn't matter here. Facebook doesn't care, but you can't talk about that or contradict it, I should say. If you, th if you don't think it, it does good things, then they're going to say you're uh, you're not you're passing bad information. They don't look. They don't want to lose you know all the money you know that people pay you know to to get the to get vaccinated and everything like that. So a lot of people thought a lot of people thought it was because I was talking. We were talking about steroids. They don't. There's no established dogma on steroids. They, they, you can talk about steroids all you want. You just can't talk about anything that makes the drug companies money. That's really what it's about. There's a doctor too. Who did a really cool video and you know he does a lot of alternative health you know like you know vitamin c for you know you know iv vitamin c for anti-cancer and 
ozone therapy, you know, for oxygenating the body, beating cancer, stuff like that. And they now YouTube, they won't give you strikes for that. But what they'll do is they just won't recommend your video anymore, even though people want to see it. They if it does, if it goes against, you know, like standard medical practice or whatever that they have in the in the medical textbooks, they won't recommend your video. So like if you do a, the guy did it, for instance, he put the word ketogenic diet into the search engine. And this video came up of these morons talking about this, these doctors talking about how ketogenic diets are not good because um, they put stress on the body and, and the body is um, uh, becomes acidified. Like they didn't understand the difference between like a, a ketogenic diet that you purposely go on versus like a ketogenic state that you might be in because you're a, an undiagnosed type one diabetic who, who has no insulin in their body and their blood sugar is, you know, a thousand. So they, they completely, so there's no more like ketogenic diets are good for health, that they lower cholesterol, that they, you know, lower triglycerides, that they improve blood sugar control. You can't say that. If you say that, then they just won't recommend your video. So just the only the people will see it with the people who subscribe to your channel, maybe. But you know how normally you, you're kind of browsing YouTube and the things that you like pop up. Hey, Chris, uh, go check out the, the the new Donald Trump mansion that he bought down in Miami. And you're going to be like, oh, shit, I'm real estate. I'm going to go there and look at it. They won't recommend it anymore. And so it's just another avenue for reducing the freedom of speech, you know, in this country, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. It's just it's, it's kind of depressing a little bit because um, – the establishment only wants you to know one viewpoint and they don't want to know anyone else's view. We, we have free speech. We can pick on like Bob Chicarillo or, or Steve Blackman all day long, but you can't just can't yeah. say that they thought the jab didn't work. Yeah. Right. 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 And it's all over. They don't want you. They don't want you challenging medical establishment, even though it could, it, it's most likely in most cases wrong. I mean, let's face it, you know, the American Heart Association was recommending, and in I some mean, instances they still do, still a high-carb diet, in, in no zero-fat diet to lose, you know, weight and improve cardiovascular fitness. And they found that, you know, when they did that in the back in the 1980s, uh, all the heart disease got worse in this country, you know. And, and now they finally admitted just recently that saturated fat intake really has nothing to do with cholesterol levels. <laughs> I, it's amazing that they, it's shocking actually that they actually admitted that, but um, there's a lot of just not good information out there and they don't want anyone knowing what the right way to do things are that might not in, in, in which might not include taking prescription medications. That's really what it amounts to. So Having said that, we'll be here for a week. Uh, we'll be, have uh, tomorrow, John Romano and I will do Rips and Rants on uh, Facebook. We'll stream that live. And then on Tuesday, we'll be back with After Hours with Valentino and Romano. Uh, for uh, We'll be streaming that over there. And then I don't know, later in the week, I don't know if we're going to wait until Friday and then just post on YouTube again. But I think we're going to keep posting to Facebook as well because I really I like Facebook. And you know, I know a few people who use Facebook a lot. Monica Brandt is a big Facebook uh, live streamer. And Callie Muscle puts a lot of stuff on, on Facebook, and he said he has a good experience with them. So we'll see. See how it goes. So um, let's uh, talk about this uh, IFBB Europa show that took place in Alicante, Spain. Uh, it was a rematch, essentially, between Regan Grimes and Nathan DeAsher. One-point decision. Regan takes the, the, uh, the title this time. Did you look at that? Have you seen the pictures and videos? Yeah, I, I mean, I saw some pictures, you know. I saw the I'll Jimmy Dunn. I lost you, Chris. Yeah, no, I, I saw the pictures. Um, it was, uh, you know, close show, and I think you could make the argument either way. Um, you know, One point decision tells me that it was very close, and I ha I look, I, I would be lying if I didn't say that I felt that Probably the decision went towards Regan just to get him to qualify for the Olympia because it looked pretty much like a rematch from, you know, last week. I mean, I don't, I don't, I didn't see too much difference in either one of them. Did you? I mean, we weren't there, but I mean, I, I think they were both a little bit harder actually than, than last week. And, um, you know, I, I think they, their strengths were even stronger and they're, 
you know, kind of weaknesses were still weak. But I, I didn't I, see that much of a difference. That's that's I think what you're saying. Yeah, I didn't see much. I, I I would say like Reagan was was a little sharper this week, but not much. Um, and I think Nathan was even sharper than last week. Um, but here's how bodybuilding goes. Um, so Reagan wins, and then you start to talk about well, he's wider and he's you know bigger through the back. And if Reagan had lost, you'd be talking about well, he still could be in better condition. So sometimes you talk about the results. You talk about a person's physique based on the result, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Well, you try to justify the results, you know, by looking right. Uh, but not just try to see it through the lens of who was, you know, who the eight or 10 people were sitting down, you know, 10 feet away. Right. Right. I mean, look, if you look, just looking at this back shot, I mean, I really, I, I really think uh, Reagan has really brought up his legs a lot. Yeah. His, yeah. his hamstrings and glutes and calves. I mean, are very impressive. I mean, Nathan's got those Ronnie Coleman glutes, but I mean, Reagan's hamstrings are very impressive. Yeah. And he's got a lot of back width. Nathan's got high lats, but they're, they're pretty, you know, and, and Nathan's got really good arms. So, I mean, they were so close, you know, last week that, you know, that they're just as close this week, I think. And to me, you know, I'm glad that Regan won just because I want to see both of these guys in the Olympia, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, you, I think you could make a better argument this week, I think, for Regan winning. Then I couldn't I couldn't make the argument last week, like whenever we went through the you know pose pose. Um, you know these filter, these these pictures are filtered too. So can we get any pictures that aren't? Can we just get pictures? I don't know no. why this photographer filters everything. He does filter though. I told you the photographers like to like get the pat on the back from the pros and say you got the best pictures. I saw other right. pictures barely right. yours. Yeah. I mean, Regan's abs really weren't that sharp here at this show, you know, but I don't know if that's an issue he's got going on. But, he, you know, he's got a lot, like you said, he's got a lot of width, you know. But look at Nathan's got the, the chest, shoulders, Yeah, I mean, arms. they're two total physiques. Nathan's got more muscle that's round and, and pops, that yeah. width um, and height. You know, so there's a, there's a big contrast there. Right. And the back, I, I think Reagan's got a better back last spread. I think better. Um, yes. I think Reagan's got more back density on the back double. I think his hamstrings are better. After that, I think you know you could argue. You know, you could argue it any way you want. Right. I mean, now in the video, you can kind of see a little better because you can't. The, the, I don't think this video is filtered at all. Yeah. I mean, Reagan's taller. It looks like Nathan to me is a little harder, but you know, Reagan's got some good shots. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I could, you know what? I, I'm fine with the outcome on this. Like I said, I think both of these guys are pretty evenly matched. Like you said, I mean, Reagan does definitely dominate the back poses without a doubt. Yeah. Even though Nathan's got the really good glutes and, and good back width, you know. Well, I mean, he doesn't have Reagan's width. No, no. But he's got a smaller waist, so I mean, it, maybe it's an illusion. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, he does have a good. He has a good V taper on the back lat, even though he's less wide. Here's a question I I I, I would hate to answer. That's why I always ask you this question. How do these guys both do at the Olympia here? Um, like I said last week, they're in the second call out somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I mean, they're both very good, but just think for a second out loud who the top five were from last year and, you know, throw in other people who have improved a lot. And then, you know, to, I mean, to be in that first call out of five, you have to be, um, you know, top five in the world. And I don't see either of them top five in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. It's, uh, but, and, but I think they're definitely top 10. Yes. I mean, think of, think of, uh, I mean, I just saw a video of Brandon Curry, who everyone's counting out, and I think Brandon Curry's going to, you know, um, surprise people, yeah, be an X factor. Because frankly, last year Brandon was, you know, he was like this weird odd man out. He looked, he looked, he had a lot of strengths, but I think he wasn't like 
as conditioned as he needed to be to be able to highlight those strengths. Right, right, right. So, um, you know, I don't think he's going to make that mistake this year. No, I think they. I think he tried to come in too big. To be honest with you, last. Uh, that's what I think happened. I yeah. think they try to load him up too much, too many, you know, grams of carbs because they, they thought Ramy was going to be, you know, one of the guys to beat, and uh, I think they just overcarbed him. Listen, anything can happen at that show. It's right around the corner. Yeah, it, it literally is now. And yeah. Chris, I have to tell you, I booked my hotel room, so now I am officially going. Oh goodness. Yeah. Did, so that's a that's a commitment on my part, right did, there. Did you book it in Vegas or did you book it? Oh, it's oh, it's you mean it's in Florida? I forgot. No, I'm at the Rosen Plaza. I didn't couldn't get into the Rosen Center. I waited too long, but I'm in the Rosen Plaza. Yeah, the Rosens, they own speaking of real estate, they own the whole town. Though they, yeah, who they are the Rosen? It's it's a family that's been around um for eons in uh in uh Orlando and they saw the potential to build up around Disney World. And they started building hotels and hotels and hotels. And I mean, there's a million Rosen hotels there. Though they yeah. did, they did. I don't know to what degree, but like everyone, they almost lost it all during COVID. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Hmm. Chris Petito with the uh, with the uh, real estate update. Real estate right there. Night for Fort La- for for Fort Lauderdale for for uh, Orlando. Right. Say it again. I said that's the real estate insight for Orlando, oh. and you, you said right, and you, I didn't know I, you're trying to sound like you're. No, right. no, you know what? Because you know what, Orlando probably got hammered. Like, think about the what where most of the money in Orlando comes from. It comes from Disney and, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Universal Studios and all the other theme parks they got over there, and all the hotels and all the restaurants. I mean, that that place. We're lucky that that place didn't just close up and and disappear. Because that was two years almost, right? Yeah. Great. You know, I, you say right as much as Howard Stern, I just realized. Yeah, that's where I get it from. <laughs> <laughs> you need a little Howard Stern, Howard Stern, uh, Ace Freely from Kiss Wig. Yeah, yeah. And maybe I'll do that for Halloween. Yeah, for Halloween. I was going to be a pirate. Maybe I'll be Howard Stern instead. Yeah. No, you're the so much the Hulk. My son said that that uh, Marvel is old. He's he's over Marvel. He doesn't want to do any more Marvel stuff. How come it's getting darker in your in your car? There you go. My, my car, my car lights are going out. <laughs> are you in the Mercedes? No, I'm in the uh, Infinity, which I I, I was going to say the Mercedes lights would it would probably burn the battery out if you kept those I on. Crashed this car today. I put a dent in wow, it. Wow! Oh, you did? Yeah. Where did you uh, crash it? I was, I have, I can't see. I have these, these Sherwin Williams glasses, Dave. And I was, I was pulling into a parking spot. Right. And it was, uh, was like a concrete little like slab I couldn't see. And I, I, I heard, I'm like, what is that? Oh, and I get no. up, put a dent in it. So, of course, uh, yeah. uh, the insurance company's closed today. So I'll call them tomorrow. I probably uh, have. Yeah. To- thousand dollars deductible you know i i gotta give you credit you know you're very calm in in the face of of like terrible things that happen because yeah i i didn't even know you had a hurricane and you didn't have electricity you know you were just like yeah you know I, oh, but I said what are you doing in your car you're like oh we, we had a hurricane we have no electricity and that and now you're like oh i crashed the car and <laughs> you're very laid back about it. i gotta tell you chris i'm pretty impressed to be honest well with you. i i had a Next to an apartment building that I own in Portland, I had a tree come down. That's it's city land. It's like the sidewalk, brick sidewalk, and right. it, the tree hangs over my building. But the wind blew it, and it fell on my neighbor's building. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, well, maybe stress free because of you know I don't have to deal with that. I don't know if this is the real Jay Cutler, but we do have Jay Cutler in the chat here. It says Chris live from the yacht. Is that yeah? Is that the real Jay? Is that the real, is that the real Jay? Probably Jay. Well, if it is, hey Jay. Oh, Mel Chancy, David the Olympia. <laughs> About time. Yep, Mel. I'm finally uh, coming out of the uh, 
you know, I had a lot of surgeries, Mel. You know that. I had to like get. A, I had my foot fixed. I had to have my heart done. Uh, I had pneumonia. I, I'm like, you know, I'm I'm finally back in in, in the swing of things, you know. So and there's no Dave. You'll know, know Dave. You'll know it's Jay if you if you'll see how who answer. Does Chris love yachts? Yeah. Hey, I'll ask Mel. Mel, is that is that the real Jay Cutler? Who knows if it's a, if that's even real Mel Chancy? It's got to be Mel Chancy though. Because you know what, Mel, I know Mel's a Facebook guy. So he now because we're streaming on Facebook, we have a different audience of people who are watching. You know. So, all right, let's. I wanted to pull uh, Tim Budashine up because he was third place here. This is a this is a big uh, placing for him, and he's from uh, Germany. Let's pull him up. What'd you think of him? Uh, great condition. Uh, Bessie's looked um, better than I think like a couple weeks ago he looked like blocky through the midsection here he didn't which he's never been blocky through the midsection mm. he's been a pretty you know pretty good up and comer but I think this was his best and I think somehow last week um, where he didn't place the side something was amiss with his midsection that threw his balance off but yeah he gets really hard but you know i i look at his facebook i mean his instagram and i i think what um i think he sucks down a little too much he's his conditioning is like really good i think he has he does almost like what, what roman fritz used to do is just get almost get too dry and too flat you know i think they're afraid to like just maybe eat you know because they're in, when you're in great shape and this is something I think it's important. When you're not in great shape and you're not quite there, if you eat too much, it completely smooths you out. When you're shredded to like the bone dry, you can pretty much get away with eating a lot more food than the average person. And it's not going to really throw you off very much. Um, yeah, over dehydrating right. can sometimes be like a, a kiss of death because it kind of, it makes, this is, that used to happen to me. It, it takes away the roundness to your muscles and it makes you look too like angular looking if that, if that makes sense. And I think that Tim is one of those guys that, that falls victim to that. I think he can be a lot more volumized his, his body. Yeah. Well, it's a learning process and it's that there's yeah. a happy, you know what I mean? There is a happy medium to a lot of physiques. I mean, his glutes are ridiculous. Don't get me wrong, you know, and his back is really impressive too, but I, this is, these pictures are also all filtered. So I bet if he was like, three or four pounds fuller, he would be even crazier looking. Yeah. And in the, in the scorecards, he was right there. I mean, he was not, he was only, he had, Regan had four points, Nathan had five points total, and he had nine. So he wasn't, he wasn't that far off. He didn't get all third place. It looks like someone gave him a second place vote, if I'm figuring out the mathematics of this uh, whole thing properly. Um, Theo Le Guerrero from uh, France, who's placed at a couple, a lot of shows last year. He finishes in fourth. And our good friend Roman Fritz in that fifth position. Overall, if you had to just, you know, rate this show, you know, what would you say? I think it was a great show because, you know, I think the top five were all in, in great condition, you know, and, and I think the top five were um, either – Collectively, they were pretty much at their best, you know. Yeah. You yeah, know, I, mean, I thought Roman looked really good too. I, I'm, I was surprised that Roman didn't place higher than that. He looked actually yeah, better Roman here. Than he did. shine just I think what last week. So. Yeah, well, Roman was third last week. Yeah. He looked maybe better this week. I thought than last week too. Yeah. But you get a different judging panel, so you get yeah. you know sometimes you get a different outcome. But I think it's I think for both of those guys, both of those German guys have to be happy with their, you know, with, with their just the, their yeah, placings. Roman's going to the Olympia, so Yeah, Roman won a pro show. He was the smartest one. He hit a show where no one was was in that show. And that's what I you know, I look Chris, we've been saying this all year long that more of these guys should be competing and they shouldn't be waiting till the very end. And mm -hmm. uh, some people took that advice, some people didn't. And that's why you, you're going to see some people at the Olympia who really, you know, belong there. You're going to see some guys who snuck in and some guys who are, who do belong there and they're not going to be there either because 
they just didn't they didn't qualify and it wasn't because they weren't good they just did they hit some some tough lineups you know and that's just the way it goes I thought it was a good show. I'm I'm happy that they hit the the two weeks in a row. You know, those two European shows. I'd like to see uh, Chris a European tour again, wouldn't you? Like we hit maybe there's like five shows in Europe. Yeah, you know, week to week. Maybe even have like one midweek. Yeah, it'd be be great. It's it's great. It's you know, it's it's great for the fans. It's great for the sport, and it's great for the competitors because you get a chance to like, you know, Budashine is a perfect example. Is I mean, I didn't think he was – he looked good last week, but a lot different this week. So he, he didn't do the same thing this week as he did last week, clearly. So he probably learned something about, you know, his physique, if that makes sense. Explain you know? to the maybe the people who don't know because maybe they, they weren't around and what the European tour was like, you know, back in the day. It was just, uh, you know, it was just a, after the Olympia they would have maybe – seven shows you know in a matter of like uh two weeks usually you know or three weeks max and and people would fly from the olympia and straight to doing a bunch of these shows back to back to back yeah uh it was exciting i mean jay you did you go with jay on that tour yeah i went on jay Jay to to russia i went with jay to england i went with jay to uh Italy to Amsterdam. Um, so you must have seen the, the couches in, in the most elaborate uh, hotels throughout the it, world. And I, I you, know, I, you love to sleep on the couch, right? I went with Roden to to like <laughs> England to I mean oh, everywhere. That's right. yeah, yeah, you went with Regan. I mean with um, Roden all over the place. And uh, you know, good times. People people who went on the tour, people would go on the tour, you know thought it was torture because it was because it was you'd just be so ridiculously tired yeah. but when they look back you know people look back with fondness if you there's a, a dennis wolf put out a video i don't know if you saw it no uh it's it's uh gianna Marico pica had rented a jet for us to fly well, i remember that yeah, I remember. I sent you that on that show. Yeah. Oli's on the jet. I'm on the jet. Johnny Styles on the jet. Uh, Bonac, Dexter, Wolf, Roden. I mean, Neil Hill. I think Flex Lewis is on the jet. Maybe Jose. I can't. It just goes you know, on. There was a show on Saturday, and then and then um, John Enrico, who's a great guy, who we're all friends with. He flew you everyone, the competitors, all this, the press all the way to, to Italy in San Marino for that, for the following day. Yeah. Rose was on the jet and, um, that thing cost him a fortune. He told me. Yeah. And we all, we all, we all got on the jet and that was, we were like so crazy tired. I think the jet was leaving at like four in the morning. I, I can remember right. this. You want to laugh, Dave? Yeah. I remember everyone was so glum and run down and exhausted. Right. Victor was there. Uh-huh. Uh, people were irritable. People were, <laughs> people were miserable. All except Dennis Wolf, because Dennis Wolf had just won the night before. Oh, right, 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 right. right. So, yeah. You know, the winner, he was still so pumped up from having won. <laughs> yeah, that, like, sure. When he came to, when we got on the jet, he was, and the irony is, he was the only one who had the energy with the camcorder or whatever he had to Oh, uh, yeah, he had the only, yeah, and that was the good footage too. Yeah, yeah. My, I sent the video guy. He, he doesn't even videotape it, right? Because I remember someone said to me, they go like, he fit, "Did Johnny video?" I don't I even don't, remember. I don't know. I just remember someone saying, "What? Why is why is uh, Dennis Wolf in such a good mood?" I said, "Because he won the show." I should paid Dennis Wolf for the. I should have paid Dennis Wolf for that weekend. Yeah, here's footage. No, but it was funny. No, you guys know John and Rico was first a first class all the way around for for sure. I went to Italy once with him for one of those shows he held there, and he treated us great. We went on. Uh, I remember I was with hanging out with Gaspari, and we went the uh, we went up the side of this mountain all the way to this restaurant at the top because we were in uh, San Marino. It was beautiful. San Marino, yes, that's where we were. And uh, Richie speaks Italian. I don't know if you know that. No, I didn't know that. 
Yeah, yeah. He was. I was like, Rich, you speak Italian? He goes, Oh yeah, absolutely. I, that's great. He was ordering an Italian for us. We had a we had a really good time actually. Him and I. Uh, I, I I I remember that very fondly. It was a very fun uh, trip. To, I wish I can go back there because. I never really, I, you know, I'm Italian and I don't even, I've never, I've, that was the only, actually twice I went to Italy. Um, one time other than that, I had a really good time as well, but I would love to go back. I really love Italy. I, I feel like I'm home when I go there. They, they, you know, they treat you so you know, arms open. Everyone gives you a hug and a kiss and, you know, they, they want to feed you. It that's, reminds me of my childhood growing up, you know. Yeah, we went, I told you, we went with, me and my wife went with Gustavo and his wife. And, that's and- right. That's right. We had an incredible time. We got to get this uh, European tour back. We got to, I mean, they got two shows and we got to get more shows there. I think that's uh, something that the competitors will never forget. I mean, you guys, you're still talking about it. I mean, imagine, you know, I know Milos probably went on probably more of those European tours than anyone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Milos went on them all. LeBron would go on them all. Teddy Jones used to go pay his own way and go on them. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> But that was just fun. It was fun times. That's all. You know, the only person who didn't go on the European tour was Sean Ray, right? He would sit home. Yeah, he would. He would stay home because Nasser said he was afraid of losing. Yes. <laughs> and Nasser was always miserable. I heard on all those. And, uh, stories. Well, the World Health Organization let us bash Sean Ray. I don't know, but I, I do know that uh, yeah, Sean was. I mean, um, Nasser was always miserable on, on those tours. Because he he hated dieting and all those shows, and, and Lee Priest told me that him and Paul Delette, uh, they were at the end of one of the tours, and they were like just sick of dieting, so they were just eating pizza or whatever they wanted. Of course, Delette looked just the same. Lee turned into like the Pillsbury Doughboy, oh, yeah. and yeah, yeah. and they was they would send like crappy food over to Nasser's table. They'd order like you know like ice cream and shit like that, and, and Nasser would go fucking crazy. He hated it. He was like, yo, uh, that's why you guys look like shit. I beat you all. And, you know, he would be screaming at them. And that was pretty well, I remember in Italy, uh, in the restaurant after the show there, all the competitors eating whatever they wanted. And I remember Jay getting, like, <laughs> bacon and potato. Right, and right, right. <laughs> but the, the mind was going, like, right? Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, Lee, Lee's eating like Kentucky Fried Chicken and like ice cream, and Paul Delette, you know, is eating like inhaling like coffee cakes and all kinds of donuts and shit. And Nash is like, oh, I, I, I must beat, uh, I will beat uh, you, you guys. You are uh, foolish, and uh, you, you send me these stupid jokes, these American jokes you play on me, but you're imbeciles, and that is why I will beat you at these shows. And you know, he was screaming at them, so. But yeah, I think I think more of these tours are definitely needed. I think they're well, they can, phenomenal. I mean, the, the last two shows, and they have the Romanian show. So I mean, technically, they could, you know, tighten them up on the schedule, and yeah, you know, is three. I think they can do it. I I think it should be done. I think it was it, it's a great idea. But anyway, so next week there's a show in Dubai. The Baders are holding the show. I don't know if you're aware of it, and Sid is going. Sid is going to yeah. be uh, doing the live stream there. I think he's going to do it with uh, Chris Cormier or Sean Ray or someone like that. I was going to go at the last minute, but I, I realized my passport was expired. So um, I'll, I'm going to do it next. I'm going to do next year. I'm going to probably go there for that show. But Bader is going to make Bader is you know I think you know you know Bader watches you know all the shows that we do, and you know we've been talking about how the Middle East is really, I mean it's exploding. Let's face it and. The money is there. The, sh- the sheikhs in these Middle Eastern countries put up ridiculous amounts of money. It doesn't matter to them. They got the cash. They value bodybuilding as a sport. They don't do that here in this country, of course. So no one's no one in the government's putting up any money for this for bodybuilding. And you know, I've, we've been saying it for weeks. You know, why aren't they holding big open shows in the, in the Middle East, in Qatar, in Dubai, in Kuwait? So Bader has, you know, been battling with, you know, these guys trying to get this open show. And I think next year it's going to happen. It's going to be a big show. I know he wants you and me and, and, and Sid there. What's that, what's that mean he's been battling? Because, because what's, what goes on, from what I understand at least, there's politics over there. And I think that Rafael Santoja okay. has some kind of a relationship with the Sheikh there already. And so he kind of try, puts the kibosh on the open show's 
you know, in in Dubai. But I think Bader has worked enough angles over there and has been there and proved that he can he does a really, really good job. And he's building all those oxygen gyms in Dubai. And it, I mean, the guy, he, he, love him or hate him, the guy puts his soul into bodybuilding, you know, all the good pros, all, every single one, yeah. are competing, you know, trying to make it to the Olympia. Not They're not trying to make it to the JV League that Raphael runs. Right, right. So so there you go with the right, right, again. Uh, but- <laughs> no, you're, you're right. Because, because, but think about no. it. If Bader puts, if Bader puts no. up 250,000 first prize where, for... Where or relationship if... If you have former Olympia Ramy, former Olympia Samipanu, you can go all the way back to, uh, you know, great bodybuilders from Egypt. What's his name? Uh, um, who was second to Haney at the Olympia? Mohamed uh, Makaway. Mohamed Makaway. You've got, you know, great football bodybuilders. You got Samuel Haddad. You got, I mean, the, the list is endless. They're competing in the organization that we all follow not Raphael's organization so what 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 kibosh do you have to put on I mean it's like stepping on an ant seriously you're right I'm you you don't like when I say you're right you're right though but my point is though these guys can get prize money like we've been talking about they could put up a half a million bucks for first play they could put a million dollars up and there's no the problem. Look, you've said it yourself, and and you know what? I didn't think you were right, but you are right, and it was you were proven right when Arnold decided to you know put up three hundred grand for prize money for the Arnold Classic. All of a sudden, everyone jumped into it. You what would happen if if it, Dubai if Vader put up a million dollars for first place at a show? Did, did you, every pro in there in there in, in, would be in that show? Did you see that Arnold has five hundred grand for the British? Arnold oh really? Oh, I yeah. didn't see that. No, when they when did they announce that? Because you've been in that basement that doesn't exist. You're right. I'm in the basement. The World Health Organization does not want you living in a basement in places where there's, they're not allowed. Especially um, when they don't have basements. Yeah. Especially when there is no basement. Yeah, yeah. You can Google. You can Google it. The irony <laughs> is Google who you're banned from, right? Yeah, Google on uh, YouTube. Yeah. You can Google them. You can't even Google it, Dave. If they're banned from. Uh, but listen, the, the whole reason the the Arnold's show was on the on the edge in a disaster until Arnold said, "Okay, serious money." Then everyone said, "We're all in." I see right? eighty thousand dollars. I just pulled it up. You sure you, you got the money right? Yeah, yeah. You look. You must be looking at an old. I'm looking at the Arnold Sports Fest the thing here. Or maybe this is for strongman. Strongman. Uh, I'm looking at strongman. Never mind. Look, it's great. I love to see these guys raising the prize money. Oh yeah, three hundred thousand. You're right. No, prize per. I five. You still you're looking at this year's Arnold Ohio. Oh. Dave can't find it. Well, I'll find it eventually. My point is that. If Bader wants to put up high, high prize money, that's good for the athletes. And you know what? If these shakes of these countries want to put up big money to get the Olympia there, Jake should bring the Olympia there. You know, let him put two million bucks up for first place. Now, bodybuilding's on the map. You know what I mean? Now, now. Mr. Olympia is, 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 is a very wealthy man if he wins that show, whoever that yeah. might be. That changes everything. I mean, you win two million bucks, Chris. Yeah. You, know, that's, you don't have to work the rest of the year, you know? And, but these guys will because they're going to be like superstars, you know? That changed. Think about well, how it changed the, the sports world. What were baseball players making back when, you know, Babe Ruth played? I mean, not that much. It was still a lot, you know, considering the times. But most guys didn't make a lot. Maybe Babe Ruth made a lot, but most of those guys didn't make a lot. And you know what? Now every professional athlete, you know, in baseball and football, basketball makes a ton of money. They're all rich. 
you know, th that's where bodybuilding needs to go. And, you know, we'll look back, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, and we'll be like, holy mackerel, we were like living like, like losers, you know, the guys had to have work at Home Depot, you know, to pay the bills because the, the prize mm -hmm. money wasn't enough. Maybe you can fly over, Dave, and you can broker a deal with the Saudi king. Yeah. <laughs> I, I look, I think if I think Bader is a very good politician, he's a good negotiator. I think he's been holding the show now. He's bringing over a lot of people. He's, like I said, he's bringing over Sid. I know you, he wanted you and me over there, but obviously it was last minute. Next year, if he gets you and I over there with Sid in the booth to do the live stream, he has an open event. He gives away a lot of prize money. It's going to be a huge show, you know, and, and everyone's going to use that show now as the as the model, the business model. To, to, to make it bigger and better. And, and you're going to get guys in Qatar holding shows and you're going to get guys in Saudi Arabia. I mean, Saudi Arabia is throwing, they wanted to buy the WWE, those guys, right? I mean, they have a lot of money over there. Look, they got all those golfers over there, top golfers in the world. They stole them all from the PGA Tour because they're throwing money around. They didn't steal them. They, they, they bought it. Well, they bought it. Yeah, they bought it. But originally they would, weren't they originally well, uh, signing people? The pennies on a dollar. Buy it is when you pay a premium. I told right. you they were gonna they were gonna pay, what's his face, uh, two two billion dollars. He turned it down. Crazy, crazy. But you know what? That's good for good. the sport. I, that I, who's who's previous wives probably have access to like three quarters of that two billion. So maybe that's why he turned it down. I don't know. You know, Chris, I, I, I heard Tiger Woods is, is still like one of the richest guys in the world, even with all his divorce settlements and everything like that. So this guy's a money-making machine. You don't understand. People who play golf spend retarded amounts of money. I know a lot of people who play golf. These guys have so much money. They will buy the most expensive clubs. They'll pay for the most expensive country club memberships. They throw money around. So these companies that sell golf merchandise will pay tiger woods insane money because people want to buy his stuff and it's a, it's it's not a normal sport because you know in like you know if you play like you know if you're a bodybuilder say people who bodybuild don't have a lot of money you know what i mean but people who play golf all have a lot of money because you to get tea time on on the golf courses you know all the country clubs people have expendable tons and tons of money that they love and they do business deals out there. You got guys like, you know, you know, top, top politicians out on that golf course. So everyone wants Tiger Woods, this Tiger Woods, that of course the guy's making a ridiculous amount of money. He doesn't have to play golf anymore. His name alone is synonymous. It's like Michael Jordan in basketball, you know, except basketballs don't cost anything near what golf clubs cost. Right. Yeah. So I think that the, the Middle East is the key to, to growing the sport of bodybuilding. I think that's the only way it's going to, to, to expand. And I'm glad that Bader is still plugging away. I know he's, like I said, he's building a bunch of different oxygen gyms around there. And uh, I hope that this uh, show blossoms into something huge. And I hope we do see the, I hope we do see the Olympia move to the Middle East at some point and, and put up ridiculous amount of prize money. Because you know what? I love the sport of bodybuilding. I know you do too. And I want to see these guys make a lot of money. They're putting their bodies on the line, you know, their health on the line. They push every day. It's a 365-day-a-year job. Yes, we love doing it, but why not get rewarded for being the best in the world? And that's just the way I feel about it, you know? Yeah, well, I don't think that, you know, that day is far off. I mean, I mean, even if you, you section off the idea of, having it in different countries the price money has continually gone up in the last like five years six seven years so yeah but i mean how would you like to see it go from four hundred thousand to two million well i mean that's just a matter of like you said just you know someone has to put up the money it, it's not viable in this country because don't, don't don't forget dave the thriller in manila was not a viable purse that was a money losing event. The whole oh, they, event to bring right. attention to Zaire, the country of Zaire. But so, Zaire paid for it. Yeah, that's why Don King brought it there. Right. That's that's the reason that they had it there. That's the reason uh, 
period. The fight was there. It didn't make a dime. It lost a fortune. But the, the people who brought it there, Don King and the president uh, or dictator in that, in that case of Zaire, idea was, you know, we'll bring Zaire be unlimited advertising to the world. Right. So um, sometimes sporting events are not necessarily about the, uh, you know, the, 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 of course, Don King paid, but people behind a sporting event initially, sometimes it's not about um, the the immediate return as much as it is the long-term return. Well, you think Qatar made money on the World Cup? You know how much money they spent on all those stadiums there. Okay. And, and, no, they didn't make, I can't imagine. national that. pride. Everyone knows Qatar now. I mean, it's yeah. right. From well, that they World Cup. Reasons too that they that people who went to the event and people who saw it on TV were you know were treated to not first class but triple first class event including yep. the athletes. So you know there's there's a there's a longevity to that publicity. Hundred percent, and I think that they can do the same thing with bodybuilding. We're lucky. We're lucky that the Middle East values bodybuilding the way it does. And we got to go where the money is. That, I mean, that's that's just the way it is. I mean, if we want to get the sport bigger, it's not going to happen in the United States because no one cares. The advertisers are afraid to, to, to sponsor anything because of the stigma of steroids. The government wants to arrest everyone, you know. So why why try to play in a playground that no one wants us in? Let's go over there where it's it, where like Kamal said. Kamal said they used to give him the money, you know, when he would win the world championships. The, the, for his house, his steroids they paid for, his medical insurance, because they valued him as an athlete there. They knew what he had to do. And so that's the place, that's the playground we want to play in. You know, a place where they want us there, they value it. They think, holy mackerel, these bodybuilders are 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 like WWE superstars, and we got to give them the, the VIP treatment, and we got to pay them to make sure that they keep coming back here. Is, is, and, it, true, is it true that... Um... Sid is getting 150 grand to go there this weekend. I think it's more than that, actually. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Sid is getting paid, though, so I will tell you that. that that's for sure. Look, Bader's not cheap, and, and you know what? And I got to tell you, Bader does a really good job over there. Like I said, we break his balls, and we used to break his balls a lot. But, you know, he likes that. He likes to come on the show and argue with us. But he's he, he has bodybuilding in his heart. He loves it. He promotes the sport. He puts more money into the sport probably than any other promoter I know out there. You know, he he financed a lot of those bodybuilders to come over to his gym and train in Kuwait there. He gave them apartments to live in. He gave them food to eat. He gave them the anabolics they needed. You know, I mean, how much how much more you have to? That's like an Ed Connors of the of the modern era. You know, even more so. So David, you you would have never come back. Oh, I yeah, I'd still be there, but yeah. because. There's a lot of business opportunities there too. It's just that you know, like a lot of people get homesick and they and they want to leave and or or and or you know they get bored. I don't get bored doing you know what I like doing. That's the difference. between the gym and the food, you would you would have never gotten bored. Forget about it. I would have been. Yeah, I would have. I remember yeah. when I went to Dubai in '96 and they were, the way they treated us. I didn't want to leave there. I said, "Holy mackerel! This is a fuck, yeah. this is like phenomenal." And that was in '96 before they even had any buildings built there. If yeah. I was a bodybuilder in today's world, I would have a tough time probably staying here. I probably would be over there living in in, in Kuwait or in, in Dubai. You'd and, be like, uh, like four. You'd be sending me pictures, and you'd be like, "Okay, what do you weigh? Four fifteen here?" You say, no, "Yeah, one yeah." Because you know what? Because you could do your you can do your business over there. You can do coaching, you know, through the you know online. You can do your you know your social media over there. You know. There's nothing that you can't do remotely over there that you can do here. Matter of fact, a lot of these guys, I don't even know some of them are in Dubai. And then I find out they're in Dubai because online you don't know where anyone is. You could yeah. be uh, anywhere in the world that has an internet connection, really, when you think sure. about it. Right. So, I, I, I like I said, I, I think that uh, we're going to see a really good Olympia. Um, like I said, I'm super psyched that I'm going. Where, what hotel are you staying in, by the way? Um, wherever the competitors are staying. Oh, you don't even know. He doesn't even know. He's on someone's Rosen, couch. Yeah. Rosen, the Rosen. Yeah, there's a Rosen Center and there's a Rosen Plaza. They're probably they're right next to each other. But there's multiple. Be careful. There's lots of Rosen. Whose couch are you sleeping on? Um, I am. 
I'll probably have the room next to Andrew Jack, and me and my son will be in there. And uh, gotcha. And I I will say, Dave, um, I wanted to congratulate someone I coach, Chris uh, Zilla from Germany. I Uh, saw that picture you posted of him. Let me see if I can pull it up. Yeah, he won uh, his first pro show. His the first pro show he did, he won. And he qualified for the classic Olympia. And and I in my commentary I said that he asked me three questions in my life. Literally. He asked me, Can I win a pro card? And I said yes. And he said, Can I win a pro show? And I said, Yes, but it's a lot harder than winning a pro card. And then he said, Why don't you fat load? And I said, I don't understand the question. <laughs> you look good. Those those pictures do him zero justice. Yeah. He's very tall, too. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how much does he weigh? Uh, 110 kilograms, so two, you know. Oh, he's pretty big. He must be yeah. really tall, then. Yeah, yeah, he's very tall. Because cl- you said he's classic, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah he's good. Where's he from? Germany. The Germans have been cranking out a lot of good guys recently. Yeah, they have real gear, so that's the reason. They have real gear. It's, you're right. <laughs> the World Health Organization allows them to have it. You know, the world. People say people thought that we got um, we got a strike because of I was talking about anabolic steroids, and I said they don't have any policy on that. There's no, there's, you're not contradicting anything. You you can only contradict something that actually that they have a policy on. When I was in medical school, I I swear to you. There was not one mention of an anabolic that not, nothing testosterone maybe they mentioned once you know just that something when we did blood work but they didn't mention nothing about anabolic and that that there's a lot of there's a lot of anabolic steroids out there you would so think that must, you would, they, they well, doctors would be able to you know at least identify what's going on you know they must have pulled the plug completely on your boy RFK as far as what. The J, the J, you gotta say it. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, that's that's one of the reasons they signed. Yeah, he has no platform. But you know, it was funny. I was watching. He was on a with his. You know, his wife is right, Cheryl Hines. Yeah. Cheryl was is the one who's on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David. Yeah. She plays his wife on that show. Yeah. So so that he met he met her through Larry David because he's friends with Larry David, and I was watching an interview with them. And uh, he's a, him and I are like kindred spirits. I'm telling you, he's totally into animals and snakes. And oh, he had a, um, a an emu. You know what emus are? Of course, they got them in me. Yeah, they're they're big. They're big fucking birds. They're like seven feet tall. I have a friend who has two emus, and they're you know they bond like with certain people, but everyone else they hate basically. You know and. They're big. I mean, they, you got to see. They're like dinosaurs. They, you got to see the talons on those. You do not want to get messed. Those things yeah, can I, fuck you up, you know? Like, what would I confuse them for when I saw them in Maine? I thought they were... Um, they look like ostriches, but they're bigger, yeah, you know? They look like ostrich. Yes, a giant yeah. ostrich. Yeah. So these things are running around. This thing... So Larry... And so um, J, RFK uh, Jr. has one of these things. Someone gave him an egg. Sounds like something that I, they would, someone would do to me. They gave me a gave me an egg, incubated the egg, hatched it. They were super cute. They look like little chicks when they're born. And the thing just kept growing, 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 growing. And the thing loved him. It, it absolutely loved him. But his wife, Cheryl, the thing didn't really like. And she didn't, she hated this thing. You know, she's like, doesn't want anything to do with all his animals. You know, he's he's into animals. Well, he's got a hundred different animals, dogs and this and that. So the emu would like like stand in the, like block the driveway like so she couldn't like pull her car out and it was like you know she's like she was on the phone with like a like a producer like talking about a, a TV project and the thing was like pecking her in the head and chasing her around the backyard like she's like this is like it's, it's insanity you know you know they had to eventually get rid of the thing because the thing was like and, and you know of course RFK loves the thing just like I you know I love all my animals too so that was pretty funny so. He's he's a good guy. I, you know, I, I really hope he some gets into something, even if he doesn't win the presidency. I hope he gets into all, you know they give him a cabinet position or something like that. He's 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 never, the real deal. Never ever. That's how politics works, dude. Yeah. 
Yeah. They want little they want little schmoey people who think like them. Yeah. Shout out to Larry Pollock. I see. I see uh, Amin Alai. I see our friend Ralph Torelli. You know Ralph. Uh, Chris used to go into the gym when he worked there. Yep. Yeah. See, I think this Facebook thing is working. We have a lot of people who uh, who don't normally tune into our live show, so that's great. Thanks for joining us. And don't forget, if you guys haven't uh, subscribed to the Facebook page, you know, subscribe, follow us, whatever we got to do over there. Since way uh, you get all the notifications when we do these things. And once again, tomorrow will be the Rips and Rants show with John Romano and I. Tuesday will be After Hours with the Whack Pack. So you're not going to want to miss all those shows. And then uh, by Friday, when we can upload again to YouTube, I have a lot of I have a backlog of a lot of good shows. We had Iron Rage. I did with uh, Lee Priest last week. That'll go up. And uh, we have a couple interviews I did. Uh, I did a, I did a really good interview, Chris, by the way, with uh, Carmen Tuchnik about DNA and testing your DNA, because I really believe that's going to be the future of how we determine what nutritional supplements we should take, what kind of diets to follow, even what kind of workouts to follow, because you can tell a lot. You know, I sell these DNA tests on my site that uh, Carmen works for this company. And you basically just buy the kit from me. You swab your cheek, you send it in, and then they send you back the results, and they go over the results with you. But there's a whole litany of everything from vitamin status, how you metabolize certain vitamins, which ones you don't handle well, you know, lactose, detoxification, hormone panels. You know, I found out, I've told you this, but I found out I'm a, I'm a very high DHT converter, so I convert a lot of testosterone to DHT, genetically speaking. And uh, I obviously have no ability to digest lactose. I found out that I handle caffeine very well, believe it or not. So that's why even when I do use caffeine, because if I'm falling asleep and I got to you know, get through a TV show, it doesn't ever raise my heart rate at all or my blood pressure. And that's because I happen to just have no genetic defects in the way I, I metabolize caffeine. Uh, and But I found out that there are certain things that I don't do well. And so the great thing about DNA testing is that it's, def it's definitive. It's not like, well, maybe you're, you're allergic or not. It's If you don't metabolize something, you don't – like I don't methylate vitamin B12 at all. And if you don't methylate vitamin B12, you can't store it in your liver. And B12 is one of the only water-soluble vitamins that can be stored. And remember, B12 is used, which is known as cyanocobalamin, is, no, is used for the production of red blood cells, protein synthesis reactions. So it – you need it. You need it in your body. It's very hard to absorb B12 orally. So if you don't methylate it, you can't store it. A lot of people become deficient in it. So luckily, you know, our, our V-mineralized product from Species Nutrition, we put methyl B12 or methylated uh, vitamin B12 in it. But a lot of people don't even know that they should be using methylated vitamin B12 because they don't know that they can't methylate it. But that's a very common defect, by the way, in people. On this, this little podcast we did, we talked about vitamin E. You know, a lot of people don't take vitamin E, and especially in today's world where a lot of people are dying of clots, and we don't know if the clots, are, you know, what they're from, but it could yeah. potentially be from the virus. They could potentially be from that other thing, you know. But you definitely want to take your fish oil, you, you know, like – the other thing, Dave. I can say it on Facebook, but, but, but I'm not doing it because I'm not even, I'm not even going there. But you should be taking vitamin E, and vitamin E activates a certain – um, a lot of people have a defect in the vitamin E activation gene, which helps prevent clotting in the body. So if you have a defect in that, you're more likely to clot. So you don't, you don't even have to have anything wrong with you. You might just throw clots. Now, I have the opposite problem. When I take fish oil vitamin E, I don't clot at all, basically, which is good. I'm not going to die of a clot, but you know, I might bleed to death you know, during a surgery. So prior to surgeries, I have to stop all the, uh, the, the nutritional supplements I take. So... These are just things that you would never know about yourself. And it, it, this, in this day and age, with the, the information that we can have, that we can garnish from DNA testing and, and the small, very low price. They're very cheap, these tests now, compared to what they were. I highly recommend that people test their DNA and find out what they're good at and what they're not good at. And I'm going to test all my children, too, because if I can you know, help steer them in the right direction and give them the right nutritional supplements – like my son has you know, bad skin and, and a lot of times that's due to like gluten intolerances and stuff like that. So I'll find out when I DNA test him if he does have any of that stuff. And if he does, I know how to, you know, I know how to maneuver around that rather than treat with medications, which is what everyone does. Right. 
go to the doctor, they give you a cream, they give you a pill, they give you this. You can do it using the right um, vitamins and minerals, or you could avoid foods that you know cause that, you know? So I wouldn't be shocked if my son is lactose intolerant because I'm lactose intolerant 100%. So even if he's 50% lactose intolerant, you know, he can have be getting bad reactions because of that. And these are things that we can find out now that we never were able to do with Chris when you and I were kids, when we were kids and young. So. Well, here, it sounds like it's frontier. Yeah, definitely. Love that. All right, right. Well, right. I know you got to uh, you got to go uh, creep back. Do you have candles on in your house? How do you even have well, light in your house? I'll blow out the candles so the house hasn't burned down, so I don't have a big insurance claim. So you. So what do you do? Flashlights. Yeah, flashlights and candles. Does your uh, iPhone have a flashlight on it, or do you have one of those like iPhone fives or something like that? No, I have a BlackBerry, and it has like a little glow to it. <laughs> I'm sure your kids probably have iPhones though, so that's no, right. they, I, my kids have my old Blackberries. They do. <laughs> you know, my my, my son's like, uh, Dad, I want a new iPhone 15. I said, I don't have the 15 yet. It just came out. You're not getting a 15. You don't need it. You don't even need a phone. I said, all he wants to do is play video games on it anyway and, and FaceTime his friends, you know. Yeah, you don't need an iPhone 15 for that. The whole entire airplane is playing video games. <laughs> he's into Minecraft, my son. Huh? He's, he's, my son is obsessed with like Minecraft. Minecraft at that age, too. Yeah, they love it. They love it. It's like, and they get on there with their friends. You know, he has the, he oh, has yeah. the telephone on FaceTime so he can see his friends. And they're talking and strategizing while they're both playing the same Minecraft game on, you know, online together. So uh, how it's old very, are he's seven. It's very okay. stressful though. I'm hey, watching them screaming at each other and Stop crazy. Tomorrow, I'm going to, I'm going to get, oh, well, he can't play on the weekday. He can only play on the weekend. I'm going to get my, my the, the rule. I'm going to get my son, your son's Minecraft, whatever. Oh, it is. that would be great if they played together. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Forget yeah. About it. They'd be best friends right there. It, it would, Playing to four in the morning. He, the he on the week on the weekend. I we let him do whatever he wants. He can stay up. All, he my, stays up all night. My son does not know how to order Amazon packages and have. You, you better not let my son talk to him. He might he might be ordering. He might be teaching your son a few tricks I'm, of the trade. I'm gonna tell him. I'm gonna tell him. Do you remember the guy with the trade? Because he does. I'm gonna say his son all plays right. my. You're gonna have to hook up with him. Our kids all met each other years and years ago when you came up yeah. here, you know, when we went out to eat together. But, you know, I, I wanted to mention one more thing. I went bowling today for the first time in a very long time. Oh, really? And I like bowling. Yeah. My kids were bowling. Uh, Logan refuses to take any kind of instruction from me. My daughters love it. You know, they, I show them throw the ball. And I was bowl. I bowled because I wanted to bowl. I can't just sit and watch people. I like to bowl, it's, even too. though the kids were all bowling. So I bowled and I did pretty good. I think I got a 168 on one of my games, which is pretty good considering I don't bowl on a regular basis. So. They bring the food right over to the boat. Do they have that there where they bring the yeah, food? Yeah, right yeah. They ate pizza. I can't eat the pizza in the, in the bowling. I, I I sucked it up. I, I I actually had a McDonald's double quarter pounder before we went into the into the uh, bowling oh alley. So really growing. I was I was I I think I put three pounds of muscle on for me in that uh, double. I'll tell you one thing though. I bowled two games. I was dripping sweat. My foot now, of course, is killing me because I don't even know how I did it because, you know, I'm not supposed to be able to walk without the, you know, the Hoka shoes I wear. And I put the bowling shoes on and I, I don't know if I just sucked it up. It didn't really bother me until after the, I bowled for, you know, for two hours. Then I was in, no, shoes, no. most comfortable shoes you've ever worn. They, they are. I, 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 I was shocked. It's the first pair of shoes that I've worn since I actually had my ankle fusion done that I was able to walk in them. They were fine. I was not having any problems with them so and i bowled in them so it's, it would, i was I, I think that might be the trick the bowling shoes and you know when i go to the bowling alley chris i'll, I'll leave you this funny story this i always get brand new bowling shoes and people always say how can you get everyone else gets the ones they've been worn 400 times because i wear a size 14 in, yeah, in a bowling shoe no one wears a 14 no one wears a 14 so when i go into the bowling alley i get brand new shoes all the time the, the only person who wears them is me when i go there so and they have to have them because you know, just in case someone has a big size or something like that. But no one really wears a fourteen. So it's Dave, Bob Lanier, who is in uh, and Shaq O'Neal, <laughs> I think maybe George Foreman. 
all have Sky Sports. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and there was one when I went to prison, Chris. There was one guy with a size 15. Thank God, because um, he because I had a shoe to wear when I got in there because I had no sneakers, you know, whatsoever, you know, and I didn't have any money because you could only spend so much money in the commissary every every month. And I had to buy tuna packets because that was a priority, you know. It's like Kai, you remember Kai Green when he was first coming up, he had no money. He, yeah, yeah. You would call him like like three weeks after the show, you couldn't get through to him on the phone. His phone would be turned off, and you'd be like, Kai, why is your phone turned off? I, I gotta buy tilapia. The tilapia is way more important than my phone. He said, you know, or I'm not gonna look good at the show. So that's what it was like. But that's it. Yep. Hopefully, uh Everything streamed accurately and, and, and perfectly on Facebook, and uh, it all worked out well. Thank you guys for joining us and for following us over to our Facebook page. If you haven't subscribed, hit that subscribe button. For now, we're out of time. As we say every week, with Heavy Muscle Radio, the truth hurts. It sure does, guys. We will see you back again next week. Stay tuned.